But anything new? No, you, you want to call on uh, FaceTime? No, because I'm uh, I'm I'm in my car right now, so I got we got to talk like this. But yeah, I was I was I was wanting to maybe listen to uh, what's it called, uh, Saint Augustine tonight. But wait, wait, would you want to listen to Saint? Would you want to listen to Saint Augustine tonight? You know the that book. But but no but I'm in a car so I can't but <clears throat> um but what what do you think about writing Grandpa do you think that writing has helped people? Well, first of all, it helps the writer. There's an old old thing: if you want to understand something, write a book about it. Yeah, but uh, but I'm talking about like. And we're starting the podcast. Also, the idea that um that when you write um <clears throat> it's like but but you know like Socrates said that the problem with the writing is is it makes it so that you lose your memory capacity because you, you're writing it down like any thoughts on that? Uh, <coughs> that's just, that's just one doesn't follow the other although maybe for some people that happens what do you think about the idea that like uh people say like if, if you uh in terms of magic, if you if you speak the ma- if you tell people about it, then it it disperses the energies and it, it's not as powerful. So you got to keep it to yourself or whatever. Any thoughts of that? Like your spells? Well, we talked about that before. You know, there's a, that whole idea of a magnificent obsession that you keep it to yourself. <laughs> See, the problem with talking about it is is you become. Uh, <laughs> Inebriated by the division and talking about it, you ne- never get around to doing it. Yeah. Because you enjoy, you enjoy so much talking about it, and you get you get uh, you get accommodation or, or uh, affirmation for just what you're talking about rather than for for doing it. Yeah, but this this one guy was saying though that that in terms of magic, he was thinking that you should say it, and to not say it's kind of like. That's wrong, and, and saying it's actually more powerful. Yeah, well, again, there's no formula. <clears throat> um, do you, can you think of anything where there is a formula? Well, see, formulas can be used as as disciplines, or they can be used as strategies for making things happen. So, if you if you think of a formula as as the key to making things happen, then you're deluding yourself. But is there ever? Can can you think of an example where there is a formula? <clears throat> well, yeah, in, in science, E equals M C squared and things like that. Formulas. As a way of describing things, but uh, I don't know that there's any formulas for making things happen. Well, we know we know when you're in the flow, it does you do align to a certain form, and that's perfect, and that's what I did, and you can duplicate it. But at the same time, to get to that form, though, you have to be in the flow first. <clears throat> first. Right. I'm going all and, simply, and simply duplicate it, it won't get you back in the flow. Yeah, but but you can still be be effective. Like when I was going to Cobb in college, I was really effective. When I was doing it, I was, you know, but, but it, it was still like, uh, more, 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 uh, memorized, you know? Yeah. 
um, what do you think about the idea of, uh, like the, the information revolution and stuff? Any thoughts on that? Are we, are we, it's kind of a profound revolution we're going through right now, or, or, or is it going to stop? Like any thoughts on that? Well, I think we're going through rather than a revolution, it's an evolution. Um, we're going into the, uh, digital evolution. Same way with like the agricultural, that was an evolution rather than a revolution. Oh yeah, why, why do you say that? <clears throat> well, we've talked about that before. See, a revolution is trying to revise what what's currently existing. An evolution is a transcendence of it, of what's existing now into the emergence of something new. So revolution always... See, that's what, um, that's what, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, that's what Jacob wanted to do. He wanted to revise things. Yeah. So when you're trying to revise things, that leads to revolution. There's no change of anything. There's just the other side of the same coin or the same coin readjusted. Yeah. Okay. Same coin. Oh, so it's an evolution instead of a. If, if it's a revolution, it's the same coin? Yeah. You're just revising. <clears throat> it's, it's fixing the flaws of the existing system. So, so you think that agriculture was an evolution instead of a revolution because it was like a progress or what? Yes. But a lot of people see it as, as, a, as a devolution, right? But you're saying because it, it freed time and it allowed for you know more synergy, more complex uh, systems. Were but but I mean for some people it made them work more all day. I mean maybe for the nobility. Any thoughts on that? <clears throat> like well, the, see, if it, <clears throat> um, it's, it's rather complex. See, it it, it freed us from. See, like when I grew up on the farm, we worked seven days a week, several hours a day. And and before that, in the in the hunter gatherer, um, they did the same thing, but the results were much more minimal. But in the agricultural revolution, you could uh, work the same amount of time and produce much greater results. In that sense of the word, it was an evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what, do you, what do you think about the, the idea that, like, uh, if you, if you, you know, you say, you say you can't change somebody, but if you put in effort, like, okay, you can't change somebody, but, you know, pain pushes, possibilities pull. If you punch somebody in the face, then, and it causes them pain, it might give them an impetus to change. So I don't, I don't really get that, that you can't change something. Yeah, that changes somebody. He gets, he gets punched in the face. That, that could be an impetus for some change if it's causing pain. You, you kick him in the dirt a little bit. It could maybe change. What do you think about that? Well, the punching in the face doesn't make him change. His response to being punched in the, cha- in the face, that's what produces a change. Yeah, So, but what I'm saying is you, you did that, though. You facilitated that. 
And and yeah, okay, that's semantics, but it still did produce a change. No, that didn't produce a change. The person's response to that event produced. A so change. you so you can you can d- discern what you can do that, and you can discern the way the person will respond, and thus you can you can cause a person to change if you can discern the right action to take that would produce the right response to produce a change, right? Did Jesus produce a change in the in the religious people, or did he produce a change in the in the prostitute? Yeah. His his, his response, his way of dealing with it and responding to it, created a possibility, a greater possibility, for them to um, to take responsibility for the change. But he didn't produce the change. They had to choose to do it, and his response to it made it easier for them to choose to do it. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that you can do something then. You can respond in a way that's going to that's gonna catalyze that. <clears throat> so you do do something. No, no, it doesn't catalyze it. It just makes it easier for the person to do it. Okay, so, so yeah, so then, 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 you, you, then you did something to make them change in, in making it easier. Well, you didn't make them change. Okay, but you did something that made it easier for them to change. That's correct. Okay. Um, any other thoughts on it? No. So do you think that you could have done stuff to, to make it easier to change? But I think everything worked out for the best for me. Everything worked, yeah, I discovered the Quadrimal theory, everything. Like, any thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, of course I, I could have done things better yeah, because... Yeah. My ego always gets involved. Well, you didn't know this whole situation. You didn't know about the shootaway machine. You didn't know about the quadrimal. You know, it's a difficult situation, but everything worked out for the best. I'm, you know, I wasn't ready then. I needed to study the the Hindu scriptures and everything. Any thoughts on it? No. So what do you think about this? Uh, Catalyst said, I hate you and I love you. I love you and I hate you. What do you think? What do you think about that? I don't know what that means. I hate you and I love you. I love you and I hate you. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, but what is hate? Well, it's a judgment. It's an expression of judgmental thinking. But but could somebody love somebody by by being by being hateful or judgmental? Or? I don't think so. Um, I mean, could is hate ever the right right thing to do? in the way of anything good happening and it's harmful to the person who hates so is it would it be right to say that hate is the opposite side of love well yeah if you think of it in terms of an emotion see love has no opposite What, what emotion would love be the emotional version of love is special relationship. And what emotion is that? Um, well, a pleasurable, good feeling. A sense of... Is it happiness, or...? No, it's a sense of contentment. It's a sense of... Well, it's hard to define... Um, but but you're saying that love has an opposite, but the but the emotion love has an opposite, and that's hate. Yes. Um, 
what would you say is the opposite of fear? Yeah, I would say that the opposite of fear would be happiness. <clears throat> what do you think about that? Well, see, I understand happiness not as an emotion. Fear is an emotion. So what's happiness? Happiness is just a conscious awareness of being, of being in the flow. Being, being in harmony with but, the but, way but what about are. the what about the emotion of happiness though? I mean, well, that, 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 that's what I would call pleasure. So, so would you say that that pleasure is the opposite of fear? Well, not exactly. See, fear is probably the opposite of fear is attachment. Is is wanting something. See, fear, fear leads you to trying to avoid something, and the opposite of avoiding something is wanting something. <clears throat> yeah, but it's interesting how fear and surprise are kind of similar because they, they say that that the that facially you can't distinguish between fear and surprise statistically, and both of them kind of like involve opening your mouth, like and it doesn't. <laughs> no, I never thought about that. Yeah, you like open your mouth and your eyes go wide. In fear and surprise, and it doesn't. So they say there's only there's only four facial emotions: uh, fear, happiness, sadness, and anger. Because because they used to think that there are six, but surprise they you know they, people can't distinguish between surprise and fear, and disgust people can't distinguish between anger and disgust. Facial. Well, there would certainly be a difference in your eyes if you look at the eyes. Yeah, I know, but but they, but they but they do statistical. They they do like the the factor analysis, and and people people are not statistically able to distinguish between fear and surprise. I certainly that may be true. I'm just saying there would be a profound difference in in their eyes. Yeah, maybe, but <clears throat> but people can't discern it though. Apparently, but yeah, no, but apparently there's, there's only four, uh, but anyways, but the point is though, yeah, so, so fear is like, okay, but, but, the, but like fear and surprise, like in both cases, I would say, I would say that fear could be a good thing. Cause it's like, you know, you're, 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 there's something that you don't know and you're, you're approaching something you're, you're not aware of and you don't know. And that could, that brings fear, but fear that that's a good thing. Cause now at least you're in contact with something beyond. Right. And it does. No, like same thing with surprise. At least you, even if it was something that was forced upon you, at least you are confronting something that that is threatening the ego body. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but then like sadness, I would say that that the opposite. What would you say is the opposite of anger?
don't know. I never, I've never thought about that. Yeah, I, I would, I would say that the opposite of anger is sadness. What do you think about that? Maybe. Uh huh. Maybe. Or maybe the opposite of anger is fear. No, those are both harmful. So yeah. I would think the, the opposite of anger would be something that would be beneficial rather than harmful. Well, I, okay, I would say sadness because, like, sadness is passive. Like, like you're crying and, and you go and you retreat into a corner. Whereas anger, you, you get big and you and you get aggressive. It's like the opposite, right? <clears throat> well, yeah, the way you express it is, is opposite, yes. But 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 I, I would say that, again, like, even anger, it's not a bad thing. Sometimes it's appropriate, right? Well, see, there's a, there's a difference between anger as a way of, it, uh, of being judgmental, putting somebody down or top-dogging them, and and uh, and being determined, persistent, and determined. So that's the positive thing. That it's a positive version of what. In a negative way, is anger, it's judgmental. It's discernment rather than judgment. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so it's, it's like making things happen. When you say anger is like making things happen. Right. Whereas, like, sadness is kind of letting things happen, huh? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, but yeah, but, but it's like Jesus, he got angry at times. Would you, would you say that sometimes that's an appropriate response? Maybe, maybe that's why they, they depicted Jesus as angry because they don't want people to have a formula. Oh, you should always be happy or you should, because, you know, things are more complex. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, he may have gotten angry, but I suspect it was more um, being persistent and determined. It looked like anger. So, so do you think it was mistranslation or? Yeah. So, so do you think in in uh, you think that wearing lipstick is a sin? Is what? Is a sin? Well, is it, if if you're saying is it wrong? Well, no, it's 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 a disguise. Is trying to be somebody, something that you aren't. See, so so going without makeup or going with over makeup are both the same thing. They're both disguises. With no makeup as a disguise too. Yeah. How come? <clears throat> well, it's like um, like what's his name said. Somebody asked him who he is. He said. I'm traveling incognito. Remember that saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, when you don't wear makeup, you're disguised as yourself. And when you wear wear makeup, you're disguised as your disguise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a disguise, but. But would you say that the reason why the women do it is because they they're trying to attract mates? 
Yeah, that's a, a causative explanation, yeah. And what's wrong with saying with, with, with the causative explanation? Well, see, see that's, that's what they're trying, trying to achieve, but see, the, the, the disguise is trying to be who you're not, hoping that that's a strategy for getting what you want. Yeah, so, so disguise is, is what? It's using your disguise as a strategy for getting what you want. Um, would you say that? Okay, so yeah, so the so the makeup is it's a disguise. It's not who you are, but it's not necessarily like it's not like a super disguise. Like a mask is a real disguise, but like makeup, it's more of accentuating what you already are, right? Well, what are we? You're still, call, you're still calling attention to to the <clears throat> illusion of your that, that you're a separate individual self in a body. Yeah, but but you know there there's the reason why they say that the the lips is because I guess it's a sign of fertility. So when a woman makes her lips red, that, that's a sign of fertility and, and youth. And uh, you know more red lips is is more fertile or something, and or even bigger lips, more estrogen or whatever. That's what they argue. That's a biological. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, those, those are all rational explanations of that phenomena. Um, a genetic Darwinism manifestation. But but you're saying it's yeah, so it's a disguise. You're you're not the the regular disguise, but then you're so at least now she's trying to break free of her regular disguise, but still it's a new disguise. Right. That's a tra that's a transpersonal, and that's not causative. Why is that not causative to say that? Well, <clears throat> you look at the meaning of it. So why is it not meaning to say the genet the genetic aspect? Well, that has has nothing to do with your software, the way of thinking about yourself and about life and about reality, and nothing to do with that. It's just an ex it's just a way of describing a causative. So so what about what about would you say the same thing is true with like a, a butt implant butt implants or boob implants? Yeah. So what's what what's this what's on your aspiration behind boob implants? The desire to be an expression of beauty. Mm. What's a higher aspiration behind butt implants? Same. And, and and what does that mean to be an expression of beauty? Well, beauty is an eternal reality. But why would making your boobs bigger or butt bigger make you an expression of beauty? <clears throat> well, it doesn't. But when you don't know what beauty is and how to express it, then you come up with an artificial version of it. That's the aberra aberration. So, like, when you put in implants, is that the desire to become more? Like, make yourself more? Yeah, it uh, it's an attempt to improve on your disguise. Yeah, like, like, um. So, so do, do you think there's a difference between insight and intuition? Okay, quick, quick question. What, what would, what's, what, what about a penis implant? What would, what would that be? Same thing. Beauty? 
desire to be beautiful? Like, yeah. what, isn't that more for a woman? Like, for a man, penis implant, that's more the, the desire to be, like, dominant, right? And, and, and to give pleasure. That's, to... Not a, that's not a spiritual aspiration. Well, the question is, what's the higher aspiration? Well, okay, what, what's, what's, what's the higher aspiration behind if you got penis implant in order to be, to give more pleasure because to be more dominant, to, to, to fill the vagina more? friend wanted one because he said just that he has a small penis you know and he, and he wanted to attract women more you know any thoughts of that or, or, or give pleasure to women more yeah well you see how, how do you become more attractive to women how by being a beneficial presence so you don't think that the penis implant was a good idea for him But, but what if a guy really just has a small penis and he can't uh, give his woman an orgasm? He has a two-inch penis. And they say that in order to give a woman an orgasm, you need a, at least a four-inch penis. Any thoughts? Uh, I, I don't know. I doubt that. That's what I heard. But I, 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 might, I mean, I heard that in college. Like, studies showed that for, in my psychology class. But, yeah, I don't, I don't see how that can be true. But apparently that's what they say. But any thoughts on that? Maybe it's just because like you can't go go deep enough to really stimulate it enough, but yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like your finger can well, give an orgasm. Yeah. Yes, stimulation is a result of going deep. Yeah. St stimulation occurs on the more on the on the on the, on the front. Yeah, right yeah. in the front, right. Yeah, in the it, it, it maybe wasn't in college. I think it was my friend in college told me that, but yeah, I don't think it was in my class, but yeah, but it, I. It, Apparently he he was pretty sure that that was true though. I don't know. Twenty thousand. No. What do you think is the difference between intuition and insight? Well, it's hard to know the difference, but intuition tends tends to include uh, well. All I can say. With any degree of certainty, and I'm not saying that's true, but intuition, my understanding of intuition has always been coming to know what we didn't know we already knew. And in inspiration, um, is something that we didn't already know. Yeah. Did you think... Did Wait, 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 can you repeat those? What was it? I said, intuition is coming to know what we didn't know we already knew. And what's... Inspiration is coming aware of what we, what we didn't already know. So what one's higher? Inspiration. Coming, coming aware of what we didn't already know? Yeah. And can you give an example of that? Well, Jesus, uh, 
his way of responding to people. He didn't know. He didn't. He didn't have a a, a manual, a response manual. He didn't know what what to do. He had to be open to an inspired thought. And, and why do you use the word thought? Why why not inspired idea or because yeah or yeah, in, that's, in, that's probably a better word. But maybe maybe thought you know but. Yeah, it's an inspired thought. It's a higher level than thought, but it's inspired. It's it's still a thought, but it's inspired, ain't it? Right. Does that come from contemplation or? No, con- intuition comes from contemplation. Uh, is is knowing in insight inspired inspiration? Do you know we have inspiration? So, so here's a, but what about insight? What's the definition of insight? Yeah, that would be more of an inspiration. So, can you give an example of of inspiration? Give an example of insight, so we can compare and contrast. Or, or no, inspiration in, in, in a definition, of, or just an example of inspiration, an example of intuition. Einstein's discovery of the theory equals mc squared. That was more of an intuitive realization. It was it was the the synergy that emerged from all of his studies and all of his exposure to the ideas, and suddenly they all came together in in a realization, and that was an intuition. Yeah. Okay. Whereas, see, Jesus, when he had an inspired thought how to respond, uh, he wouldn't have gotten to the point where he was open to inspiration with a lot of, without a lot of preparation. But the preparation is never enough, in and of itself, for these surprise, these anticipated surprises. So you you wouldn't say that meditation got him to that. Yeah, it helped to prepare him for that, yes. Okay, but, but you said that, that it never has anything like that for inspiration. There's nothing, you said you said before there's nothing to prepare for that. No, you can only prepare yourself to be in, in that kind of position, that kind of receptivity, that kind of non-personal, non, non-dual presence, non-judgmental presence. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. No. So, so like insight or, or, uh, <clears throat> so, so here, here's, here's a question. Um, oh, okay. Can you give an example of, oh, but, 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 but the thing is like, how did Einstein, Einstein didn't already know that, right? I mean, you said, you said he's coming to know what you already knew, but this seems, this seems like an inspiration. Cause like equals MC squared, it's, that's something he didn't already knew. He, he kind of, that was, that he was coming to know something he didn't already know. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, I, that, that's beyond. I, I really can't make a clear. Can, distinction can, can you try to make an ex, an example of inspiration that doesn't involve Jesus? Well, pro- probably 
Mozart, Beethoven, and Bach, and all of those guys. That was inspiration. Why do you think that the color black is associated with evil? I don't know. Because, like, darkness and, and people remember, you know, in the dark you're, you're more at risk of danger and stuff, or what? I don't know. It could be. Um, but do you see black as evil? No. Um, what, 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 what do you think? Like, in terms of, like, black versus white, like, do you think that, that like, black, is, I mean, black is an absence of color, white is, is all the colors. Like, is, are these opposites, or, like, any thoughts there? No. Um, do you think that, what do you think of the idea of, like, numbers speaking to people, like, mathematics and numbers, like, any thoughts of that? Yeah, well, to see, some people say colors speak to them, others, numbers speak to them. But, you know, but the people say, like, numbers are more fundamental than colors because the colors are just frequencies of based around the numbers, people say, right? Yeah, yeah. But then again... That's a whole mention of stuff with which I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, some people say that, that numbers, like, you know, they can be social constructions too, but then some people say they're eternal. Like, any thoughts then? No. Do you think that there's, is it true that there's a thin line between genius and insanity? Any thoughts? Well, they share something in common, and that is nonconformity. But what about, like, the, the surrealist painters, like uh, Salvador Dali and stuff, where they would, like, try to paint their dreams and stuff? What do you think about all that? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any thoughts. Does, does it ever speak to you, like, any of that? No. But, but I mean, what, what I'm thinking is, you know, they, they fit their different times. Like at that time, the surrealist time, you know, it, it's based around, okay, they, they just went past enlightenment time and now they're questioning reality a little bit. So now they're, you know, in, in getting into quantum mechanics. So now they're making surrealist paintings and it kind of fits the zeitgeist. What do you think about all that? Yeah, that's certainly possible. And uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like a historical evolution in the painting evolution. And sometimes the, the science gets inspired by the painting. Any thoughts of that? Like, you know, some, some of the physicists might see a great painting or something, or a great work of art. But then the question, too, is, like, you know, a part of, you know, science is, is art, you know? Uh, the thinking, emotion, doing aspect. It's not just sensation, perception, response, awareness. But I, I, you know, I look at sensation, perception, response, awareness as a, as a science. But there's a thinking, emotion, doing, dreaming. That's the artistic aspect. And a part of being a physicist is being artistic. What do you think about that? Or the, what do you think like a, a part of being like, some people say like part of being a psychiatrist is you have to be like an artist you have to know what what things you have to put together and there's you know there's creativity involved thinking emotion doing dreaming and maybe like the same thing with like being a biologist you in a, in a way there's there's kind of an artistic element what do you think about that yeah yeah there's always an artistic element to um discovery yeah, so, I mean, like, even, like, in, would you say it's the same thing with religion? Like, there's an artistic element in religion? Yeah. What, what aspect of it? Uh, hold on one second, Grab. I'm, I'm going to call you back in one second. Uh, someone's calling me, but, but I, I, can you stay? Well, uh, I, that's about enough for now. I'm, I'm getting pretty tired. 
Okay. 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 okay.